0: Welcome to Christ, Culture and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture and Cinema. And Welcome to season number 7, Michael. How are you wow. today? Wow, season 7. 7. 7. We got a long way to go to match up with the Simpsons, but we're uh we're moving in the right direction.
1: I think we're vested in the retirement account now, right? Uh so season 7, I should I mean my veteran minimum should at least go up a little bit for my salary.
0: Yeah, well from 0 to <laughs> 0.01. So um to hey. get more guess we got to get more listeners if that's going to be the case but uh there we go yeah so i thought we would kick off this season with a listener's choice movie and to be honest with you i didn't know much about it i just knew it was highly acclaimed um i believe it won an academy award for best animated feature uh in 2022 how could it not Robert Zemeckis, Tom Hanks. How could it not win a big award? Oh, you got the wrong movie, Michael. The wrong movie. Yeah, this is... You said Pinocchio. No, no, this is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which was released in October in Europe. November 9th, 2022 in the United States, and immediately to Netflix, December 9th, 2022. So it was only in theaters for about a month. Uh, it really was a release to Netflix movie with a fairly robust budget of $35 million, but a box office of only $109,846. Ouch. So...
1: Do you know what yeah. I, I read that as 109 million right because if it costs yeah. 30 million
0: it's not it's 000. 000. yeah but again i really do believe this was one of those written for netflix to be released on netflix it's a netflix movie and you know the directors were uh guillermo del toro who is known for hellboy one and two pacific rim uh but most notably, an Academy Award-winning movie, *The Shape of Water*. Um,
1: that was weird, but it won a lot
0: of awards. Yeah, well, weird is I think part of his deal because this movie, as Pinocchio stories go, uh, we're not watching Walt Disney on this one. Let me tell you.
1: No, uh, no, no, Zemeckis and uh, Hanks on this one. He's uh, he's out there.
0: Yeah, no, no. And, uh, uh, by the way, there was another director, Mark Gustafson, and he is very much in the animated world. Let, let's talk about the, the if- voices to this cause it is an animated movie and very different kind of animation. I almost felt like I was watching, uh, the nightmare before Christmas kind of, uh, stop motion. It's not, but it had that same kind of feel, uh, Voicing Pinocchio is a newbie to the scene, Gregory Mann. Uh, we only know Gregory for Victoria, and I love this one: the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Other than that, this is a first for him. He's uh, pretty young. he is. Now, and he sounds young. I mean, you need a young voice to be Pinocchio, and playing, sure. uh, playing uh, the cricket, uh, Jay Cricket who's a uh, writing his memoirs, I love that, is uh, Ewan McGregor. Of course, we can't mention his name without mentioning Obi-Wan Kenobi, Star Wars 1, 2, and 3, the Obi-K- Obi-Wan Kenobi series, and, well, pretty much wherever Obi-Wan shows Man. up, there he is, you know? Yeah. But we also know him from <clears throat> Birds of Prey, uh, the television show Fargo, the movie Beauty and the Beast, the live action. I didn't realize he was in uh, Angels and Demons with Tom Hanks. Did you know that? I did not know that. that. Yeah. And, you know, two movies that I think are stellar in his repertoire, Black Hawk Down and Moulin Rouge. Really True. great movies. So yep. he, he's really one of the fine actors of today.
1: He, uh, he was also Christopher Robin. Yeah. In Christopher Robin, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, voicing Master Geppetto, the uh, the creator of Pinocchio, is David Bradley. And I only wrote down one character that he <laughs> has played, but it's so consequential that who cares about the rest of his work? Uh, he is Argus Finch, the caretaker of Hogwarts in the Harry Potter movie series—that that's a pretty big deal.
1: Huge, yeah.
0: I, I don't think you get much bigger than that. I really don't. I mean, he had no. that recurring character. He was kind of a nemesis, but he wasn't a nemesis. I, I really liked this character in the uh, Harry Potter series.
1: They they could have got Tom Hanks. I mean, let's be honest. Geppetto could have been Tom Hanks
0: again. <laughs> no. No, not in this no, movie. No. Too dark. Yeah. Now playing yeah. now let let me go on here. Playing death and also voicing the wood sprite who will bring Pinocchio, the wood puppet to life, is the incredible Tilda Swinton. <clears throat> and we love Tilda Swinton. You know, I started looking at this and thinking of she's been in no less than four Christ Culture and Cinema movies. She's been in Dude. Doctor Strange, Asteroid City, Uncut Gems, and Hail Caesar. That's pretty pretty amazing. Uh she she really finds these interesting out of the box roles and owns them. And that's not even to mention Michael Clayton, Moonrise Kingdom, uh again with uh, Tom Cruise in Vanilla Sky, and mm-hmm. the television series Snowpiercer. Which was wildly popular. Uh, um,
1: my wife shows Chronicles of Narnia. Every, of course, she shows the old uh, BBC, not the uh, the
0: mm-hmm. one they
1: did. But yep. she was the White Witch.
0: Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Now playing Geppetto's <clears throat> son, who will die in this movie. Spoiler Car- alert! Yeah, well, I'm not going to spoil Pinocchio it. It's here, Pinocchio is an old tale. It's just this is a unique. Time and take on it, but playing Carlo or voicing Carlo is Alfie Tempest, and again, very small body of work, new to the scene, young child, young voice, uh, bodies, masters of the air, and do you see what I see? That's about all. Yeah. I mean, that's but his whole the body of he was, work he was a rookie. Sure.
1: Yeah, he was a rookie oh, when yeah. he did this. This was his first work.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, voicing. The carnival operator, I guess carnival would be the right word, Count Volpe, uh, is Christopher Waltz. You want to talk about a guy that has transitioned from German movies to American cinema. Django Unchained, Inglorious Bastards, uh, Horrible Bosses 2, No Time to Die, The Legend of Tarzan, specter and then i have to throw it in there just because we all make mistakes the green hornet
1: (laughs) well he also is going to be in frankenstein with del toro they're going to work again
0: yeah he's definitely one of those actors he finds the roles where he can just maximize and he is awesome as count vulpe by the way in this movie awesome um now, playing the voice of the monkey who work who uh, works for Count Volpe, Spazzatura is the incomparable Kate Blanchett, and I, you know, I'm kind of surprised how few movies we've done that she's been in. Um, for example, she's in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's like Harry Potter. We haven't touched those because I'm not sure where to begin. Where do we go with those? But She's phenomenal in The Lord of the Rings. She plays Queen Elizabeth. She's in Oceans 8. She's in Thor Ragnarok. She's in a a little Bill Murray movie uh, that we never did, The Monument Men. And I love that movie. That's a great movie. And then really one of the great movies uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio, The Aviator. We've never done The Aviator. And that's a great movie about the story of Howard Hughes. Great movie,
1: though. She actually got involved in this because she was doing Nightmare Alley with Del Toro and said, hey, I want to be in Pinocchio. And the only part he had not cast yet was the monkey. Yeah. So he was surprised it doesn't have really many lines, a lot of noises. And she took it.
0: Yeah. Well, I think she just had a lot of fun doing it. But, you know, uh, Spazitura, the character that she voices, uh, Really is a critical piece of this story. So I'm glad she was in it. Now, playing the father-son duo, Podesta, who's a Nazi sympathizer, uh, is voiced by Ron Perlman. Now, Ron Perlman again has worked with Guillermo del Toro because he was Hellboy in Hellboy One and Hellboy Two. Uh, oh, by the way, Beauty of the Beast, the live-action one, he's the beast. Uh tangled he's a voice in the disney animated movie tangled and just to throw throw something a little different at you he was in the long-running cable series sons of anarchy yeah he's got a real diverse career
1: what's interesting about him is you know i love i am db um 270 actor credits previous that's amazing right we're like wow he has nine upcoming most have three four five Nine different uh, productions uh, that he's working on um, upcoming. That's that's incredible. This man works.
0: Oh, he's a hustler. There's no doubt. Now, voicing his son who wants to befriend Pinocchio, but is really bullied by his father. Uh, The son is Candlewick, played uh, voiced by Finn Wolfhard. And we know him from one place and one place alone. The Netflix series, Stranger Things. I mean, that's where it begins and ends with this kid at the moment. Uh, also in Ghostbusters Afterlife and the movie It. But, you know, he's a rising he's a rising star.
1: Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. That's coming out. I'm ready.
0: There it is. The theaters. The next well, one. The next moment. we are going to have to watch Ghostbusters Afterlife. I've yet to watch that. Have you? You haven't
1: watched it? Oh, so good. Can... Yeah. No, I watched it. So good! They such a good job of blending of the old and the new, and now they're doing it again. Love it! I'm all in.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that one out. And then there's one last character, the priest, uh, and he's voiced by Bern Gorman. And again, you want to talk about somebody who figures out who to work with. He was in the movie Pacific Rim, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises, the third of the great trilogy. Um, you know, a brilliant, brilliant role in there, uh, and then of course he was in tel- in a television uh, cable series, Turn the Washington Spies, which is outstanding. He was in it, and he's in the most recent Netflix uh, movies. Anola uh, Holmes, uh, played Anola Holmes, is played by the girl, the uh, young woman who plays opposite of Finn Wolfhard in Stranger Things. Right. So kind of a kind of an interesting cast of voices, to say the least.
1: I was going to I was also going to mention the Black Rabbit, Tim Blake Nelson, only because he seems to be a a del Toro guy. He was in Nightmare Alley. He was in uh, the Cabinet of Curiosities. Um, But the one that caught my attention for him was the one coming out in 2025, Captain America, Brave New World.
0: Yeah, you know, I'll digress for just one second. Disney has got its issues at the moment between the sure. chaos and the mess of Star Wars, and how do you mess Star Wars up? But Disney has figured out a way, and That's and true. I think and I read this, I read this article, and I do, I, I do somewhat agree with the uh, author's premise that we as a society are suffering from superhero fatigue that there was just so many superhero movies rolling down the pike that we're all just exhausted that we need to take a step back and you know mcu has delayed projects now has suspended projects disney's got a, a problem on their hands but that's another podcast for another day um Let's let's talk about Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, because this was a fan request. So, we all know the story of Pinocchio, and we probably know that story most uh, notably through <clears throat> the lenses of Walt Disney World Studios. But the reality is, <clears throat> this is a familiar tale cast in a very different way. Uh, the setting of it is World War II. You're in Italy. Uh most notably, um Pinocchio was written in a little town called Lucca, not far from Pisa in Italy. Well, the Geppetto is a wood carver and he has his son, Carlo. We we don't know anything about what happened to mom. But they have the perfect father-son relationship. They, the son loves the father. The father loves the son. And the father is uh, creating a new crucifix for the church in the Italian village of Luca. Well, the father and the son are there, and he's installing the cross, and they're having a wonderful time. And all of a sudden, they hear this noise outside, and the father, he knows something's amiss. And he says to Carlo, let's go home. It's time for us to go home. We can work tomorrow. Well, Carlo had found what he had deemed to be the perfect pine cone because Geppetto had taught him, if you cut down a tree, you need to plant another one. And he drops the pine cone and he says to Geppetto, I'm going to run back in and get it. Hold on, Papa. And as he runs into the church, a bomb comes flying down from the plane, and we're told they weren't even trying to bomb Luca in the movie. They say they were just releasing their payload to lighten their load to get back over the English Channel. Well, lo and behold, it blows up the church, and Carlo dies. That's dark. And Geppetto becomes a recluse, he becomes a heavy drinker. He mourns the loss of his son. The crucifix in the church has uh, uh, been damaged by the bomb explosion. And in his drunken fervor, he's he's in the forest and he takes his acts and he says to, screams out to God, basically, you know, you do not hear my prayers. I will make my own son. And he cuts down the tree. Well, guess who had taken up residence in the tree, Michael? Uh, the cricket. There you go. The cricket who's taking Jiminy. up residence in the tree to write his memoir. How's that? Of course. Of course um, well, Geppetto makes the boy and then passes out in his drunken stupor. Well, while he's asleep, the wood sprite voiced by Tilda Swinton comes and gives the, to- the wooden puppet Pinocchio life, brings him to life the problem is this pinocchio is not carlo pinocchio is not the perfect child who has the perfect relationship with geppetto in fact pinocchio is quite the opposite he's the kind of troubled child he's he's impetuous he's impulsive you just don't know what he's going to do he's always like jumping with fervor in the things and, and Pinocchio brings problems into Geppetto's life. Uh, the people of the town, Podesta, the priest, Candlewick. Uh, he's a threat. This is a wooden marionette without strings walking around. Okay. It's very, very challenging. Uh, meanwhile, on the outskirts of town is the, is the, um, uh, this, this not circus, but this carnival where they have puppet shows and Sp- uh, Spazzatura, the monkey sees a, a puppet without strings and goes back and tells Count Volpe about it. So, of course, Count Volpe wants Pinocchio to work for him. Geppetto says no, but where where do you think Pinocchio ends up in all of this? Of out, at, out at that carnival doing his thing. So I'm going to pause here for a moment. This is dark. This is mm-hmm. a... During World War II, there's even Mussolini is in this thing, and what we discover is that Pinocchio every time he does one of his impetuous or impulsive things ends up kind of in the line of trouble. He gets run over by a truck driven by Podesta and he dies. But we discover that Pinocchio can't die because when he when the black bunnies that you reference take him to Hades, uh all of a sudden he encounters death, also voiced by Tilda Swinton, who says, you can't die. I'm going to flip over this hourglass and you will return when the last grain of sand runs out. Well, as yeah. that this grain of sand runs out in the hourglass. Voila, he's back to life. Well, Mussolini like... shoots him. He comes back to life. It's yeah, a very yeah. dark tale.
1: It, it, one of the quotes I saw by death that really made me think because we're dealing with a couple moral services this week is the one thing that makes life precious, you see, is how brief it is. What mm-hmm. a great statement.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, the amazing thing is that as we watch this movie unfold, as we listen to uh, Pinocchio and his his tales, there's constantly a rubbing up against this notion of sacrifice you know pinocchio when he's in the church with geppetto says why do people like him he's made of wood too pointing to jesus on the cross they sing to him they love him why don't they love me the same way
1: Um, Oh, you're bringing in jesus awful early in our podcast are we allowed to do that yet
0: because pinocchio does (laughs) you know he looks at the crucifix and says well why do they love him and not love me um You know, we we fast forward a little bit. The cricket is constantly trying to sacrifice, you know, put himself in harm's way to help Pinocchio stay on the right and the true. Because, oh, by the way, he made a deal with the wood sprite that he'd get whatever he wanted in life, got a wish, provided he helped Pinocchio be the good boy, be the the real boy he could possibly be. Um, We see this with Candlewick and Pinocchio when they're when they're together that even Candlewick is willing to basically throw himself in harm's way for Pinocchio. Uh, I, I think this really does rouse the question throughout the movie of sacrifice. You know, Spazitura, uh all of a sudden realizes Pinocchio is, is, is a good guy. He likes Pinocchio, but he takes the brunt of abuse from Count Volpe, who's just awful to this little monkey, terrible Mm -hmm. to him, and yet it's Pinocchio who stands up and fights for him. Uh, There's this constant overwhelming tide throughout this movie of sacrifice, you know, and and I'm thinking to the, you know, to the, to to the New Testament, you know, you know, dare I say that a good man would be willing to lay down his life for another. Would would a good person be willing to get in harm's way for another? And I think that's a recurring question in this movie that Guillermo del Toro, who by his own admission is, has had a constant, um, let's call it this way, a love, hate relationship with the Roman Catholic church. Uh, if you do a little reading on him, you see that. And there are these Christian themes running throughout. The priest is not a nice guy, um, but Geppetto is. Even when Geppetto is mean to Pinocchio, he he repents and goes after. He sacrifices everything, goes after to find him. Uh, you know when, when Geppetto is is Nary in trouble and about to die, Pinocchio is willing to sacrifice himself for Geppetto. Like he's learned that that real relationships, real love, real real community is one that is willing to sacrifice. For the sake of another, and, and yeah. that's a very you know we can't be any more Christ-like and Christ-centered because that is the Christian message. He who sacrifices himself for all,
1: and 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 it also reminds us you can't have joy without sorrow. You can't have good without bad. There's there's a quote from the a Wood Sprite, you know, Master Geppetto. I only wish to bring you joy, and and Geppetto says you did, you did bring me joy, such terrible, terrible joy. Mm. You know, and you think terrible, terrible joy, but. Welcome to parenthood. Welcome to marriage. Welcome to, you know, you can't have one without the other.
0: Right, right. You know, and he had, you know, it's funny because Geppetto had joy not once but twice. I mean, he he is a grieving father when Carlo dies. And I, I've, by the grace of God, I've never had to experience that personally. And I thank God for that. Um, what do you say to the grieving parent? And all, all of a sudden, he creates this wooden marionette, this puppet. That comes to life. And it's not Carlo. And he struggles because he knows he's supposed to love Pinocchio, but he struggles with loving Pinocchio. It's only when he's confronted with his own darkness, his own sin, does he sacrifice and go after Pinocchio in the movie. Um, Right. You know, and just when you think the movie is going to have this warm, happy ending, you know, uh, Geppetto, Pinocchio, uh, Jay Cricket, and Spazitora are together. They're living in Pinocchio's house at the, on the outskirts of the village of Luca. There he is. It's all happy. And the thing is Pinocchio, he, he doesn't die and he doesn't age. And it says very, it's very kind of melancholy when it says Geppetto got old and then Geppetto died and they buried Geppetto. And, Then one day, Jimmy, you know, Jay Cricket doesn't move. And this is a beautiful scene. He takes the cricket, puts him in a box, and in he had a hole from the trunk of the tree that his torso is made of, Pinocchio. And that was where Jiminy Cricket originally lived. He puts the cricket in the hole that he's always with him. Uh, And then you see at the end of the movie, Spazitora and here walking out to the graveyard to, to see, you know, see Geppetto's grave. And then all of a sudden Spazitora just fades out and you see another grave where the monkey is buried. And it, it just kind of ends with this. And so Pinocchio went on and he lives forever. And in yeah. living forever, he encounters other people and lives life and, very dark. Holy cow.
1: There there was a the quote from the Wood Sprite, You may have eternal life, but your loved ones, they do not. And it, it actually makes me think of my grandma. You know, my grandma is turning uh ninety eight next week. She's outlived all of her friends. Yeah. She's outlived. you know, uh it it's one of those joys and sorrows. Yep, you've you've enjoyed a longer life, but you've also had to deal with you know watching all your friends pass away watching all you know it's it's a it, that's kind of pinocchio where it's going to be on and on
0: yeah yeah, yeah this was a very interesting movie I, I have to say you know i didn't even mention you know podesta he, he gets blown up a bomb uh, you know an allied a raiding on uh the area he gets blown up is his father the the father of candlewick candle Kend- Wick observes this. he watches his father get blown up. Um, all to say, cast in this darkness, I think we can see the theme of sacrifice, the theme of living life to bless others. What does it mean to live a life of meaning, a life of value, a life of love and you know, it takes Pinocchio a while to figure that all out. It really does. But I think that's where this movie drives us in the end. It's a it's a worthy watch, but I will say this. This is not a kid's movie. Not in any way, stretch, or form. This is an adult animated movie with very adult themes that I think in some respects would be very disturbing for a child to watch. This is not Walt Disney World's Pinocchio, either the original animated classic Or the one with Tom Hanks. (laughs) What do you think, Michael?
1: Yeah, it's always interesting to see people take a a little bit of a different turn. And and really, you can have the same story depending on how you choose to tell it and what you choose to make the most important thing. I mean, these are side by side. I joked at the beginning about Robert Zemeckis and, and Tom Hanks, and they're redoing a Disney classic. This was not. This was showing, no. like you, you said from the start, a dark side of a story where we see pain.
0: Yeah, and I'll say this, maybe kind of wrapping <clears throat> this up. Um, years ago, I had the privilege of going to Luca, and we, we bought a Pinocchio, um, a little uh, articulating wood Pinocchio in the village of Luca. Really kind of amazing. Um, beautiful place, beautiful place. But a very dark story. Uh, which you have to dig a little bit to see where is this taking me? Where is this showing me something that I didn't see about myself or about life? And I and I think it it comes back to no greater love hath than this than one lay down his life for the others. And that crucifix that Pinocchio, that Geppetto and Carlo were installing at the beginning, and later that Geppetto and Pinocchio fix kind of looms large in the backdrop of this movie as a kind of a reminder. I don't know if that's what Guillermo del Toro wanted us to see, but I know that's what I saw, which I think leads us to our question of the day. When you consider the variety of people in your life and you you really consider how God is uh moving, pressing and leading you to live that life. How are you being a blessing to others? How are you uh sacrificing that others would see Christ, that others would uh, have a better uh, a, a better life than maybe they wouldn't otherwise. How are you being that blessing? And, and you know, and I, I see that Geppetto is clearly the blessing in this movie. Once he gets over his own in, indignation, you know, how are you going to help somebody else? Uh, really, really arrive at where they should be in life. I think that's a good place to leave this one. Great movie, uh, worthy watch, and check it out on Netflix. Now, if you're enjoying the podcast. Don't forget to leave a rating or a review or share the podcast with others. Don't forget the book, Christ, Culture and Cinema, How Faith and Films Intersect. You can buy that little book on Amazon. Now, next time, Michael, let's let's go to something a little lighter, but also with a little darkness in it. Of uh, course, movie you introduced me to that I think is a worthy watch. I watched it during our hiatus and I'm like, yeah, we got to do this movie. So next I <laughs> love it. So next time we are going to do the movie. This is where I leave you until next time. We'll see you with the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ culture and cinema with the doctor Jeffrey Skopak and his assistant, Michael pop until next time. We'll see you at the movies.